0: Welcome to this episode of the Empowered M podcast. My name is Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I am obsessed with all things spirituality, business, and personal growth. I started this podcast at 21 years old whilst I was studying my Masters of Architecture at uni. It is fair to say that this podcast catapulted my life in a direction I never imagined possible soon after starting this podcast, I dropped out of my degree, quit my nine to five job and started my own business. And in eight months of starting, became a six figure CEO. Inside of this podcast, I share insights into the realities of being a 20 something CEO, along with actionable tips to help you unlock your true potential and create a soul aligned and impactful life and business. So pull up a seat, Put on your headset and get ready to get empowered. welcome to another episode of the exit strategy series that I am bringing exclusively to the podcast. So as you know, with this exit strategy series, the whole intention of it is to really inspire you and help put confidence in you when it comes to leaving your nine to five job and going full time in your business. And with this series, I am so grateful to have so many incredible past and present clients of mine actually coming here to share their exit journeys with you. And that is the real value in this series that I'm doing is for you to be able to hear from real people, the real journeys that they are on and the real action steps they're taking to make that transition from their nine to five into their businesses full time. So today I am joined by one of my favorite clients. I mean, I say that about all my clients, but Nikki is an absolute gem. We Connected Properly um, regarding coaching, end of 2022, and worked together for the larger part of this year. So, previously known as Nikki Morton, but recently married, I am excited to introduce you all
1: to Nikki Contreras. I forgot to check if I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> yes, you did. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, especially as a newly married woman. Uh, But yes, that is the name and I'm so happy to have it. So I'm happy to be here.
0: And I'm excited for you to share your journey with everyone because I know you've been on this business journey for multiple years now, probably about three years we're coming up on, isn't it? Yeah, three and a half actually we're coming up on. Mm, So do you want to share with everyone like what this overall journey has looked like across the past three and a half years? Because I know it hasn't been a smooth sailing or very easy one for you of that.
1: Yes. Yes. So, for those of you who don't know, M and I actually joined the same um, business breakthrough coaching program back in 2020. Yeah. Um, and while some journeys, of course, take off, mine was a little bit different. Um, for the first two and a half years of my business, or so, it was a very long ride on the struggle bus. Um, I was cycling through a lot of self-doubt, a lot of um, pressure on myself. I really did want to leave my nine-to-five, and I really did want to make an impact, but the kind of perfectionist mindset, a little bit of the self-sabotage that really came in just kept me in place for a really long time. Um, And for the first two and a half years, it was little to no growth, little bit of growth here and there, just a lot of trial and error. Um, And then it kind of took a turn. And if you will, about a year ago, almost give or take um, when you and I first started working together and things have, have definitely taken a shift since then. But for the most part, yes, the first two and a half years was a little bit different than I think um, most, there is no overnight success, I would say, but my, my journey was definitely no overnight success uh, (laughs) to say the least. Oh. I love
0: about your journey that I want to just highlight to everyone is you were really reaching that breaking point where it was like there was frustration that, you know, your business wasn't growing and it had been two years, but you still didn't give up. And I think a lot of people reach that point and allow that to be a reason for them to quit and step away. But instead, that became a reason for you to lean further in and say, no, actually, now is the time where I'm going to do something about this. So is there anything that you want to add to that? Or, you know, if there's someone listening today who's maybe at that point where they've been trying to build their business for some time and it's just been like they're running into a wall over and over and over again what would
1: your words of wisdom be to them I think for me when it came down to running to to, to the reason I started my business in the first place was because I knew what the impact was of working on your mindset of working on yourself and how different your life could be by doing it. And I knew how powerful this was. And I knew how passionate I felt about it. And there was like something deep inside me, despite all of the two and a half years of tears of frustration of mm-hmm. uh, self-doubt, getting the best of me coming in and out, things like that. It really got to a place where I was at my breaking point. Like you said, I had, it was like literally this time last year, I was, I was hitting the point where I had been in business for a about two and a half years and it felt like there was a lot of me that was questioning whether or not this was still meant for me, whether or not this was actually the right case or whether or not I was really, and this it's kind of sad to say, like whether or not being doing what I was doing with trying to build this business while also being miserable in my job was just meant to be for me, quote unquote, like it felt like, is this really all my life is meant to be is wanting something so desperately, but never being able to actually get it, being on the brink, being so close, feeling so passionate about it, but not being able to get there. Like, is that really all my life is meant to be? And when it came down to it, not only was I just like, absolutely the F not, I don't know if we swear here, so I'm gonna, but like, absolutely not. Like, I am not going to allow that to be what my story is. Not only that, but it was like, there was a little bit of the ego of like, I've already been doing this for two and a half years. Like I will be damned if I am not successful in this. Like I will not give up. It was almost like dog with a bone. But ultimately what it really was, was there was something deep inside of me, like intuitive that was so deeply rooted. So deep knowing within myself above that sank so much deeper and anchored so much deeper than um, the the doubtful thoughts. That was just like, we can't, like, we're still meant for this. I'm. You're still meant to be in this space. Whatever that looks like, we still need to figure, we might still need to figure it out. We might need to make an investment. We might need to do this, but we are going to figure it out because we're meant for this. We're meant for more than this reality that we're in right now. Mm. And that was like, really when it came down to it, like it would, and, and I know that you and I had a whole conversation about this when I did decide to invest. It's like, it was a very like difficult decision, but one of the easiest decisions at the same time.
0: Yes. Oh, that is powerful. And something you mentioned there is how your intuition was like screaming to you, like pulling you, saying, no, this is the path you need to be on. And that's a very common theme that I've seen with everyone who shared their exit stories with me and even with my own exit story is that intuitive tug. And so if anyone's like listening to this today and you are feeling pulled in this direction and you know it's your intuition pulling you in that direction listen to it. Because not one time has anyone ever said to me, I listened to my intuition and it turned out terrible.
1: Never, not once. Like, and, and what's interesting about that too, is like, you'll know it's your intuition because even it doesn't matter how far off course you get. It doesn't matter how many, how doubtful you get. It's just still there being like, "Mm, come back. Like we're still, no, like we're still here. Like we're still meant for this. Like, come on come, come back whenever you're ready. We're still here. Like, and that's how I knew is like, it didn't matter how much I was consciously frustrated, angry, resentful at myself for things, just not working, like sitting in tears and then still being like, but I'm still going to show up tomorrow. So it doesn't matter. Like Uh I'm still meant for this. Like it doesn't matter. You know?
0: Yes, exactly. That. Now, I want to start to lean
1: in and unpack
0: your journey a little bit deeper. Obviously, this past year in particular has probably been the most you've lent into your business in the past and you've obviously seen such incredible growth happening which we can chat about later. But whereabouts are you specifically in your exit journey currently? Just so our viewers can our listeners can have an understanding, are you already full-time in your business or are you on your way to being full-time in your business?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great question. And, you know, when it comes to my nine to five exit, it has been a little bit different, even than what I intended when you and I had worked together originally, which was to leave about halfway through the year this year. Um, and the reason why is because I wanted to jump full time into my business and just, um, because I was getting married this year, I just wanted to be fully present, things like that. And, as I got through this year, and this year was incredible. It was really a point where I had to make a decision on um scaling my business, pushing myself to scale my business, grow my business, and lean in to that extent and go that direction because that's where I was at in the business at the time, while feeling really stressed about the fact that I was full-time as well in my nine to five. I was basically full-time in my business and I was planning my wedding um, on my own as well. It was a lot of. Things and life is ever changing. There's never going to be a perfect time, a perfect place. Um, but I just made a very conscious decision um about right around the time I was planning to leave my job to essentially not only not leave my job, but mm-hmm. to take a time away and just be fully present in the experience of being married. Um, and so Today, where I'm at now that I am a newly married woman, is I have kind of re-revamped again the business. I did a free masterclass before, um, right before I got married, actually, and then right after the, um, the masterclass, I've been doing things, or after the wedding, I've been doing a bunch of things. And now in my journey, where I'm at is I'm about 90 days out from kind of that exact Kind of time, um, like like you and I, and I'm sure we'll dive into kind of my my strategy with this a little bit more, why this timeline and things like that. But, um, yeah, so we're looking at about 90 days from now, which is about which is feels really exciting and a little scary to talk about, but yeah, you know, gotta talk about it to do it, and I am doing it. So we are there. We are in transition.
0: I love it. And before we dive into actually unpack like what your, you know, next 90 days is going to look like for you and so on, what I want to highlight here guys is Nikki shared that she had originally set a certain date where she wanted to go full time in her business. However, she ended up changing that. And that's something I think people are really hard on themselves about. They think, oh my gosh, there's so much pressure to set this date because that date has to be the date. And if I don't hit that date, then I'm a failure and I'm this and I'm that. But it's like, guys, in reality, like setting that date is just one of the steps to help build that momentum towards actually like moving forward and making progress. It is okay if that date changes. And like Nikki shared, like she didn't want to feel like she's sacrificed Every sacrificing she, everything she loves and she's feeling burnt out in the process to going full time. She wanted to be able to really embrace the experiences she's having at the moment around, you know, becoming a brand new wife and all of the festivities that come with that and therefore wanted to alleviate some pressure off herself. So shifted that date. And so that is the first thing I really want to point out there and really like, you know, congratulate you for doing Nikki, because I understand that that can be an uncomfortable thing to
1: do. So, is there anything you'd want to add on that before we move forward? <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because you're talking about it and you make it sound like I just did it so calmly. Um, <laughs> that was not the case. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was definitely, I can't lie, like there was definitely those thoughts of, oh my God, like I, because I still have the stickers like on my notebook, on my, it's like on my desk at work and on my, on my note or on my laptop at work. And there was that moment where I was like, I didn't hit it. Mm -hmm. And I had to really have this like kind of heart to heart with myself. And I would have never, I'm so grateful that I kind of learned this question. I think this is a question that really goes to, um, almost anything is what are you making it mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you making not hitting that date specifically mean about you, Mm -hmm. about your value, about if you're good enough, about if you did enough and, I, as a high performer, I, as someone who has a tendency to be like very do, do, do um, about things, it was very jarring for me to consciously make this decision and not feel a little uneasy about it. But what was really beautiful about it was the release of the stress it had on me once I recognized that if I didn't make it mean anything. And I was, like you said, was able to just switch the date and then alleviate the pressure by resetting the way I was thinking about it and what I was making it mean about myself, whether or not, and then I was a success or a failure. Um, that was like the, the really big shift because I could have made that because I didn't hit this one date, but as we're going to talk about, I'm sure if we look at the rest of every single thing that happened specifically in my business this year, yeah. that's the least significant thing that we could talk about. Right.
0: Yeah. That's it. That's such a powerful question. What are you making it mean? And that question, you know, is relevant to so many things. I think a lot of us really um connect our worth to the income we're making and and all of that as well. It's like, why are we giving something such as a date, you know, so much power over ourselves and over our self-worth? So I'm so glad that you did highlight that one there and put that powerful question forward for our listeners as well. So I guess here we are at the moment, like 90 days before you do um, move forward with that next date that you've set. And that's one thing as well. I'll note before we do dive into this next question is guys, you're on your own timeline, right? Like Nikki, you're on your own timeline. Like you get to set your dates. You get to change your dates. Like this is your world. This is your business that you are building. So again, like stop putting pressures on yourself around little amendments to numbers, you know, that we put in place. Um, but on the note of obviously your exit strategy, you know, I would, would you really consider that like this past year as a whole, it has been an exit journey for you rather than just now at this next 90 days that we're diving into?
1: Thousand percent. Like yeah. 1000 one percent. Because when I I, I, it's like, I almost look at sometimes my business as pre this year and post yeah. this year, just because of the, the journey of transformation that's, that's gone on. And when I think about this year specifically, it wasn't just about getting like the business really up and running. Like that was, that was the goal, but mm-hmm. who I've become in the process in terms of like, the way I look at my business, the way I the way I serve my clients, the way I'm willing to invest in myself at a higher level, the mm-hmm. the depth of understanding um, of of just different things, and also the seriousness about the way that I view things has just shifted so much um, <clears throat> in the last like you know the eleven months now, um, and so for me, it's really just recognizing like I this entire journey has been the building point. And has built mm. such a strong foundation that I know that the reason that I'm, I'm going to be able to do what I'm planning to do in 90 days is because of that. Yes,
0: exactly that. So let's break this up into two sections then. Let's have a look at your exit strategy from, you know, the past... Uh, six to 12 months and then your exit strategy for the next 90 days will come to towards the end of this episode. So obviously there's a lot of different key considerations that have had to go into place. You know, obviously you are now, well, you were engaged earlier on. Now you are married, there was a wedding involved. I know there's been experiences of debt and other financial, you know, factors that you've had to put into consideration. Can you talk us through how you really like figured out what are all these factors that need to come into play when creating your exit strategy and what it really looked like building out that strategy in consideration to these things?
1: Yes. So for me, there was a a lot of different little parts that had to come into play because when I first came and started working with you and, and really started to like, in a way, like really fully like burn the boats, go all in do all of that stuff. I knew that a big part of leaving my nine to five that I didn't have was not only the, like, obviously like the business, the income itself, but it was actually the back end, actually understanding the business side of things. Yeah. Um, like for me, for example, like you said, like I started, um, I started this journey with you, and I started this year already in debt, and then put myself more into debt so that I could work with you. Um. And the entire reason behind that choice, like you said, was like the intuitive guidance. But it was in that moment of making that decision was the first real moment of me recognizing that regardless of whatever the outcomes are, I get to make these decisions. I get to take myself out of the box and I get to be the opera and power. I get to be the creator. I get to be in, in sole um, ownership of the entirety. And once I kind of really took that on, it became like, okay, now I just need to get things chunk by chunk into place. So for me, it was, okay, my, I need to reset my business because I, I had kind of taken a break as you, um, for the six months prior in terms of actually building, um, because I knew that I need to get some things right. <laughs> and so I took that space. I took that time and I was able to start the the new year, focusing heavily on building out my, like my main offer, getting my brand and kind of strategy set up, getting, um, my first like real kind of clients under my belt so that I could, um, really start to build my confidence back up in who I was and not only who I was, but who I was as a coach and who I am in my business and really recognizing that um, those two things are not synonymous to each other, that they that they both get to exist. Um, and once I kind of had that, and then I was able to build upon this and kind of do my first round of three clients in 30 days, and then do the second round of three clients in 30 days and fill my fill my one-on-one container was when I really hit a point of, and and I remember cause you and I had a whole conversation about this was like, I was like, F yes. Like I got this. And then like the next day I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm so like burnt out. And I'm done da da like the debt was paid off. But I was like, I have a full client list. I work a full-time job and I have like my wedding. And I was just like all these things. Yeah. And so that was like phase two was defining and creating and stepping into Nikki as a business owner, Nikki as someone who does both Nikki as someone who is capable of holding space for both. And, mm-hmm. and also, like I said, added, and like we've talked about adding my wedding in is almost like a third full time thing. Yeah, And so it kind of moved into like what I like to call my, the second phase, which was like energetic management, really starting to understand and identify who I was and who I needed to become the decisions that I needed to make and Mm -hmm. things like that. And through that, I was able to really level up in terms of like, okay, she makes, she does have the discipline to do these types of things. She is capable of holding all that. Okay. What does she need to shift in order to do those types of things? And a lot of what changed was me really realizing, and this is something for people who are maybe in a hybrid state, like I am, where you are working your full-time job or you are, and your business is, Mm it is a hundred percent possible to have an and lifestyle. You do not, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like it doesn't have to be full-time in your business and full-time in your corporate or full-time in your, in your, whatever you're doing. Um, but for me, I had had that pressure on myself that it did. And so once I was able to take that off, it made the energetic management of that really easy because I was able to just ebb and flow with things and just fluidly find ways to make things work for me instead of being in these boxes of one or the other, and then putting pressure or guilt on myself. Mm. And then post wedding to now has really just been like this complete up level of just who I am, how I show up my content, my, my brand, my clients just absolutely thriving, like that, that separate layer. And now it's like, Really starting to scale the business, which is again, you know, like we're going to talk about like the next ninety days, Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how it's been. Like the the yeah. third section has kind of been the the reemergence, if you will, of Whoa. myself into the vibe. So yeah,
0: I love the way you frame that the reemergence and there's two things I want to reflect back from here. First of all, was obviously like that big step that you took in doing that reflection of determining like, who do I ultimately need to become in order to go full-time in my business and taking the time to do that deep self-reflection and begin to make those shifts to embodying that version of yourself. Then the second thing that I wanted to reflect was coming back to that element of pressure. You said that you released that pressure off yourself that you had been placing. And I know, you know, it's easy enough to say to someone just release the pressure like just do it just do it but it's not as simple as you know like releasing the pressure from a tire and unplugging a valve and letting it all like you know flow out naturally so how did you as someone that does hold themselves to such a high standard you know and how did you go about actually releasing that pressure from yourself what was the steps you took or was there anything in particular that helped you make and embody that shift
1: oof Yes. That's actually such a good question. And it's something I, I actually think about often is how quickly things like that are just thrown around as like, mm-hmm. just release it, just let it go. Right. And you're like, if you're, if you're, and if you're holding that pressure right now, you're like, what fuck are you talking about? Like, no, it's not like what? Yeah. And I was that person. So like, if you're listening, person listening to this right now, and you're experiencing that frustration, I just want you to know it is, I get it. Okay. Okay. Um, but here's, oh, my dog is joining our conversation briefly. Um, but basically what I was able to, what I did is I had to take a look at why am I putting the pressure on it in the Mm -hmm. first place, come back to that question again, of what am I making this mean this business working or not? What am I making that mean about me? And ultimately it came down to, I'm making it mean that it's something about my capability my enoughness my value um and it, and it really just highlighted to me that in order for me to release the pressure on myself for something that is external to me i had to kind of really turn inward and um and you did touch on this a little bit when you were kind of highlighting some things but i want to really explicitly say it is like slowing down to speed up is like really the best way i can put it, it is like actually taking the time to slow down with your notebook, slow down with, um, all the things you're doing and really focus on like, who am I being? And is that really like in alignment with what I'm trying to build here? Mm. Because, you know, people say, Oh, I want to build this freedom business. And then they are burning themselves out building the business. And I've been that person and shift is really just being like, the business gets to exist simply because of who I am simply because of my passion for it simply because of my desire to do it. And so if I'm the one that's putting this pressure, then that ultimately means I'm the one that gets to go. I don't have to hold it anymore. Yeah. And really shifting the narrative and shifting the perspective around what the success of this business or this goal or this venture is Mm -hmm. and what it is that you're so desperately trying to get from it, that you're putting the pressure on it. Because a lot of times too, it's when I like for me, for example, I want to go be in my business full time so bad because I thought I would have more time. I thought I would have more happiness. I thought I would have um all this quality time or just like more time to just work on my business or work on all these things, right? And the reality of the situation is that I get to choose when I get to be happy at any given time. I get to choose to spend that quality time at any given time. And yeah. the success of my business doesn't have to be in, like, it doesn't have to have such a high power over my happiness. Like that's an internal choice. And I tell my clients this all the time, like the stress that you're feeling is an internal thing that you are putting on yourself. That pressure, Mm
0: -hmm. even if you
1: think you're feeling it from something that's external is actually on you. And if you can recognize that and, and go, why? Then you can actually start to figure it out and move different. But if you're not willing to look at why, then you're going to end up continually in the cycle of burnout and pressure. Mm-hmm. So that would be my, my thought would be ask yourself why and what are you making it mean?
0: Yes. Oh, this is so powerful. And that's such a huge point about, yeah, understanding that that's stress, like it's an internal thing you're placing on yourself. And so if you're seeking to be relieved from that stress by an external thing, such as leaving your nine to five job, you're going to leave your nine to five job and find that, that that stress that you're feeling or, or that unfulfillment you're feeling, you're still feeling it because you didn't diagnose the problem. You, you know, treated an internal problem with an external solution. And that's something that a lot of people do experience within their journeys. And so it's so powerful that you're able to make this shift for yourself now rather than waiting to be full-time in your business for that shift to happen.
1: Yeah. And one thing too, you know, that you also kind of pointed out and I just would like, I realized I forgot to point out to you is right. like, Defi- like you said, because you're like, you have a really high standard for yourself, which is true. And I think that for, for people like you and I, who are, who are really good in our masculine, we love to do things. We love to be high performers, high achievers. We love being good at what we do. Yeah, We have to define what the standard is, what is actually good enough, because yes. if you are always running and you're always like, Oh, I have to get it. And that's what this is. Then you're always expecting perfection. You're always going to be expecting this, like magnificent, giant thing to happen. Right. And really, if you're just starting out with something, you're not going to hit that you have to, to aim for something that's achievable and build upon it. And so, um, I'm actually running a challenge right now. And that's something I've told the girls. It's like, yeah. you have to define what good enough is and allow that to be okay. And yeah. allow when that voice comes up. That's like, oh, we need to do more. Oh, we should be doing this. Oh, da, da, da. oh you're not doing enough. It's like, we yeah. have established that this is okay and then allow it to be mm. that's I think a big part too for me because I'm like the type where like that voice will be off and then I'll just be like you're right get up start doing much chores yeah I have to be like it's good enough today yeah. is enough for today like we can yeah. have balance
0: Yes. What value. So the last six to 12 months of your journey, then it's been heavily focused on, first of all, like actually learning and integrating the business systems so that you can have confidence in yourself when making the transition that, Hey, I've actually got a functioning business set up. And alongside of that, also doing that deep mindset work that you've shared so much about with us. So let's focus in on the next 90 days. So the next 90 days of your exit strategy. Oh my gosh. I am so excited for you because I remember when I was in that position, I was like, there's 90 days until I'm leaving my nine to five and I started blogging the whole thing. And so I highly recommend like vlog as much as you can, because you're going to look back on it one day when you're full-time in your business and you've got that beautiful, abundant business that you've always dreamed on. And you're going to go, wow, like look at me in the moment, like leaning in and making this happen. So the next 90 days for you, what's involved in this phase of your exit strategy?
1: Oh, there is quite a few moving parts. I'm so excited and it feels still kind of surreal to like talk about it and say that. Yeah. So like, uh, so like boldly, um, if you will, but one of the thing, there's a few different things that I'm kind of looking at. So like you said, a lot of the last six six to like 10 months or so has been a lot of the, the mindset work, the deep integration of the foundations of really making sure that I had a functioning business, really making sure that um, I had the foundations. Um, and luckily for me, I've been very fortunate that I have a, a corporate job right now. I work in, in tech in the Silicon Valley. Um, and I have a, a good job that allows me the space to be able to um, make good money while also having the stability of that to build my business yeah. um, and to keep me through this next 90 days as I kind of start putting this into um, effect. But the biggest thing is really starting to shift out of the employee mindset and into the CEO mindset of I am leaving. There is like, this is no longer going to be just there. Like it has It's nice. It's been there, but, and I've, and I've lent on that and that's been fabulous, but I'm never going to be fully ready. I'm never going to be fully like everything is perfect. And now I'm just going to float off into the sunset onto my new business and it's just going to thrive. And there's going to be no struggle. Like that's not, that's not happening. (laughs) So for me, a lot of what I've been doing is really building up my foundations in terms of my, um, like making sure that all of my kind of money things are set aside. So making sure that I have the savings that I need, the the support that I need. Um, I am, like I said, recently married. And so there's, um, of course, having to have the, the conversation with my husband now around what is this new dynamic around how things are going to work, understanding, just starting to get a picture of like, How do I need to prepare and and move things around and and shift things for for both of us to be able to make sure that this is something that happens? Um, And then the other big thing is really starting to identify in the business where I'm going to be scaling, how I'm going to be scaling it. And one of the things that has been really helpful to me is I do have um, consistent support, but I'm starting to now, now that I have this foundation, now that I have this business, and now that I have these things kind of already set in place. Rather than having to kind of learn everything at once in terms of like taxes and and all of those things and LLCs and all of that, I've had the, the ability over the last six to nine months to be able to build up the foundation. So now as I head into this next 90 days, it's really starting to get the kind of um, br- I wouldn't say brick and mortar foundations, but in a way like LLCs are getting filed okay, what is this going to look like? How is this going to work? Um, what are the the tax implications of this? There's um, as, and if, if again, if you're someone who's listening to this and you're in a corporate role, for example, um, then, you know, it's almost bonus season. Christmas bonus season is coming. Christmas promotions are coming. And mm. as someone who is in a nine to five, who has been in nine to five, that can be really enticing for, for you to stay comfortable. And it's so enticing for you wow. to Stay, stay and keep the stock, stay and keep the benefits, stay and keep the this and the that. But if you have paid any attention to the U.S. economy in the last years, three years, it's not it's not always the safest to be in corporate. And so you have the option if you're in a corporate role like me to use what you get at the end of the year. There's a reason I'm not leaving earlier is because we're heading into that season because it's now in a place where. I've worked this entire year. So, and because I live an and lifestyle and I am have, I built the flexibility in with my business to be able to work my job and have this business, I can sustain that now while scaling into the new year, get my Christmas bonus, allow that to also have an even more of a cushion for myself and then leave. Yes. Where I get all of the things that I need, all of the things that I have worked for, all of the things that, you know, I need, this also gives me a buffer that if things happen, if there's things that kind of Mm -hmm. go awry, I still have plenty of time to adjust. Um, But yeah, other than that, it's been a lot of, it's, it's a lot of the, like in the, I wouldn't say box checking, but kind of, of is everything squared and ready to go for when that time does happen? Because in terms of the fear, that's always going to be there in terms of all of that, it'll always be there, but am I actually set up? that when I do do this, I'm ready to go. So that's kind of the next 90 days. is just that. And also, of course, like really bolstering my mindset because it is going to be scary, but I know that I'm also really prepared and, and ready to do it. It's a dream I've had for, we're going on what now, three and a half years. So yeah, you know,
0: Well, there's so much value that you just shared there. I think one of the best points that you did bring up was actually being aware of, okay, the current position you're in with your nine to five, what benefits are you, you know, could you soak up in your transition out? So instead of just, you know, saying, yep, this is my end date, I'm leaving here. Well, actually, maybe do you extend your end date because there's certain benefits that you can still use up that you've earned from being in that nine to five job that's ultimately going to benefit you in your transition anyway. So that's a really important point of consideration when it comes to not only setting your date, but also just like putting that overall exit plan in place. Now... Something I'd love to dive deep into with you, because you did speak a little bit about, you know, like the safety net that, you know, that corporate job creates, and you've also spoken a lot about the support that you've tapped into. Obviously, you've invested in a lot of mentorship across your journey. And when making that transition from a nine to five job, obviously, there's logic in investing in mentorship, but then there's that safety net factor of like, hang on, but I need to hold on to my money for this added sense of security as I make this transition. So what's your input on um I guess the investments you've made and the role they've played in getting you to this point in your exit journey now.
1: You know there is I I see my investments in a way as again there's a couple different ways but one one of the things is when I made my first investments um they were definitely made from a place of like faith of really feeling like I was looking um and I think prior to my investment with you we're almost looking as I'm investing because this is going to be the solution to all my problems. I'm investing because this is the band-aid. This is going to be what magically solves all of my issues. And then I'm just going to have this thriving business. And when I was like almost in five figure debt last November, um, miserable, about to give up on my business and literally was like, but I'm still going to invest in, in you. What's funny is, and I think you and I've talked about this, like I literally resisted it. I didn't even want to get on a call with you. I just like, didn't answer your DMs for like, I was like, just I know what's going to happen. She's going to want to get on a call and then we're going to get on a call and she's going to sign me. And that's just what's going to happen. And I'm scared because I'm already in debt. And I don't know because all the past investments I've made haven't worked out. How do I know that this is going to be different? And what it was, was me realizing that It was a, it was really like, this is it. Like, this is it. If you don't do this, if you don't do this and you don't go all in, then that life that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, that is going to be what it is. And you are going to just have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Or do you want to actually invest in someone that, you know, because you followed her for a long time, because you actually know her because you talk to her and you believe in and, and you see that what they've been able to create that they could actually help you if you worked with them. And Mm -hmm. in the prior containers that I had been in, I invested in containers that were like either bigger containers, like Business breakthrough where it's a lot of people and I needed proximity. And so that was a big difference was I I needed proximity. I needed one-on-one support and I needed the fundamentals. And so making the, the investment was scary as hell. Um, it did cause a fight between me and my husband or our fiance at the time. And you and I had to walk through that about just recognizing and understanding and learning um, the, the dynamics and having those conversations, but just really starting to understand that the money that I spend on shits and gigs is a waste. The money that I spend on investments is an investment into who I'm becoming into my future. And you would not go to someone who just spent on an MBA for a year and be like, that's a stupid investment. Why would you do that? Right. But people are always so quick sometimes to think about mentorship and write it off because they don't see that it's even almost even more valuable than that college degree Mm. because the proximity of the person who's done it. And so when I started working with you and I had that shift and it really clicked for me, I mean, literally what, within less than 30 days of working together, I signed three clients in 30 days, highest ticket client. Like it was very quick and proximity is power. We always talk about that, but also taking the big risk on yourself and actually knowing what it means to burn the boats. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't have any other choice, but to make it work, because if not, by the end of the six months, I was definitely going to be in way bigger five-figure debt. And by month three, I had already paid it off of us working together. So like, it made a big difference. And then same thing with this investment that I recently made after working together, Um, that was almost double the price uh, per month than what I was working with you for. And that has been, it was a stretch and it was definitely uncomfortable. I definitely had to have the exact same kind of stretchy moment within myself, but ultimately it really came down to, again, proximity is power. And if this is someone who has the lifestyle that I want, this is someone who has the business that I want, this is someone who has the income that I want, rather than resist and keep doing what I'm doing and keep struggling on the struggle bus, why not just hop off of it? Because I rode that bus for two and a half years. And in less than four months, I was able to create the business that I've been trying to build by myself for two and a half years. Like it, the, it's a no brainer. Like that's just a no brainer for me at this point. Like yeah. it's not, it's not even a risk. And again, like you wouldn't go to someone who like once you understand that it's just as valuable, if not more valuable than your than a college degree. Like, and you actually do it. It's it, it I feel my girlfriend. I'd say it's almost like once you're in, you're in. Like you know, once you yeah. get it, you you know. Um, yeah, yeah it's power for sure. So that's what I would say.
0: Oh, it's been such an epic journey that you've been on. And I love the fact that you highlighted, you literally were ignoring my messages. You want to be sold into something. And then after finally recognizing where you were in avoidance and then you allowed yourself to, despite the fears around accumulating more debt, despite the potential arguments with your fiance, you followed your intuitive guidance, you leaned in and then you were able to see that transformation for yourself. It's so incredible. And that's what makes me so excited about this 90 day, next 90 days for you because I've seen just how much your business has transformed and evolved across the last 6 to 12 months that I know that these next 90 days are going to be absolutely pivotal for you in the spinal leg of your um, 9 to 5 exit journey. So, in saying that, before we wrap up this episode, I'd love for you to leave a final piece of advice or wisdom with our listeners today who might be you know, at the beginning stage of their nine-to-five exit or maybe even a similar stage to where you are at right now. What is some final wisdom you'd love to leave them with?
1: You know, if I had to, I, I was actually thinking about that today. Like if I had to give one piece of advice, what it would be. And I think one of the biggest things is to do it Scared and do it anyways. Mm -hmm. Like recognize that it's going to get messy. Recognize that it's going to not go the way that you anticipate it will. Recognize that things are going to shift, but that you, if you shift along with them, you'll be all right. And as long as you can stay true to what you ultimately know is your calling, your dream, then allow that to be enough for you and continue to lean into it because. At the end of the day, no one else gets to feel your fulfillment. No one else gets to feel your joy and no one else has to live the repercussions of your choices, but you. So why spend the time living your life for someone else or anyone else's expectations? That was my final piece.
0: (laughs) I have loved every single piece of wisdom and insights you've shared with us in this episode today. And I'm so grateful for you for obviously being so open about sharing your journey. I think that This um, conversation is definitely going to have a massive impact on many people who find themselves resonating with your journey and resonating with, um, yeah, the business story and path that you've been on. So if they are wanting to connect with you further and follow more of you across the next 90 days in particular, as you exit your nine to five, where's the best place for them to come find you?
1: So there is two places to come find me. Um, you can find me on Instagram, which is at I am Nikki Morton, N-I-K-K-I-M-O-R-T-O-N. Um, or on LinkedIn, you can also find me there, which is Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, Morton. And then it's dash C-W-C-A because I'm also a world-class assistant for my nine to five, which is fun, fun. Um, but um, seriously, thank you so much for having me. I It was such a blast to talk about this journey. Like just talking about it today was so cool. So I appreciate you asking me to come on and I, and I hope that it's been helpful for, for people that are able to listen to it.
0: Oh, I have so much love and appreciation for you and so grateful that I've been able to be a part of your journey. So thank you again for coming on and sharing it with everyone today. Yeah. Thanks. So that's a wrap on another episode of the empower them podcast. If you want more from me, then make sure you come say hi over on Instagram at empower with M and let me know your thoughts on this episode. If you love the podcast, then don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review to help us grow this platform. Now, before you go, I'm going to leave you with one final question to sit with and action stepping away from today's episode. How can you go out into the world today and do something small that will empower those around you in some way?